Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How do they cable under yeah. the... No, but the cable is damn big. The cable is like this big, I think. The sheer <laughs> scale of this. <laughs> I mean, how this There's a dead on top. Are electricity bills in Singapore too expensive? This is your daily catch-up. Are they? Y'all don't even know it's how privileged y'all are. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so today's episode is sponsored by the Energy Market Authority. For those of you who don't already know, the EMA's main goals are basically to promote effective competition in the energy market and ensure a reliable and secure energy supply and develop a dynamic energy sector in Singapore. Nice. So, when EMA reached out to us, basically I'm like, I don't know much about this, man. So they kindly provided us an expert who can... Yeah, who can help us to answer all our questions for today, such as my mother's main one, which is why so expensive? Why everything so expensive? <laughs> it's true, it's true. Yeah. So welcome, Mr. Law, who is also known as Giyong. Hello. Hi, Mr. Law. Uh, I think Giyong is better. Giyong, yeah. Giyong. Okay, okay, okay. It's always okay, weird to, for, to to call older person by name. Yeah, my dad, yeah, yeah. My dad old. Hey, not that old, old like, Okay, really, <laughs> Quite close yeah, to John's age. He's very young, this way. Okay. Yeah. So Mr. Law is basically the director of EMA's <laughs> policy and planning department. Yeah. So can you share a bit about like what you do? Okay. Uh, first thing first, I think uh, just want to share that it's not strange to not know anything about EMA. Mm. Before I went to interview, I had not, I knew nothing about EMA. So yes. perfect. Okay. Look at you now, director. <laughs> well yeah, that's right. So <laughs> I hit up two teams. Uh, one focuses on looking at the uh, longer term strategies of the energy market and how we can align the different work streams within EMA towards these objectives. The other team is looking at policy. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry, sorry, just carry on. <laughs> the other team is looking at policy, which looks at uh, what are some new initiatives that we want to do. One of the areas that we focus on is climate change. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit about me. St- I don't okay. understand anything about <laughs> it. So what is okay. it you do? Again? So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe on a day-to-day basis, after you eat breakfast, then you do <laughs> Break it down. Usually after breakfast, I sit down <laughs> and think about the future. Don't go down to this level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so we drive a few key initiatives uh, within the policy team. So, for example, in the past, uh, we actually developed the first electricity futures market, the first mm. in the whole of Asia. Yeah. And, yeah, and so that was something that we launched within the team. Uh, we also look at climate change, as mentioned earlier. So we actually focus on uh, what are some of the key uh, measures that we need to do in the energy sector to help us achieve net zero uh, power sector. Yeah, so right. that's right. Oh, okay, okay, then I got a question. Okay. So I heard, right, you know, the there's this like off hour or something like everybody's supposed to turn off all the electricity, right? I heard, I don't know if it's true, that it's actually, it doesn't help. It takes, it creates, it's more costly. It, yeah, it's fact. more costly in terms of energy for you to off everything and then restart everything. But it was, it was yeah. never about saving electricity, right? The oh, awareness. Was an awareness thing. Yeah, then, but isn't it strange that you, you do something that costs more electricity in order to generate awareness? But you see, now you're more yeah. aware. There you go. <laughs> hmm. Now you know. Tala, then am I? So oh, why will it cost more electricity? I don't know. What is the logic? Because you off your switch, the generator doesn't turn off. What? No, like yeah. there are certain appliances or whatever, right? That I, from my understanding, is that 
it requires more energy to start right. up rather than so if you leave it, it on it means they are doing it wrong yeah. you're not supposed to turn off your fridge no but <laughs> Uh, a common yeah. argument I have with my mom, right, is like, for example, like I shut down my computer, right, then I never off the switch. Then she said that it's still, it's, it's wasting electricity. Mm. But to me, it's like it's off, ma. So why? Yeah, is it that? does, right? How's yeah, the yeah, energy? It is true. It is true. Uh, so, so uh, my mom was right. Devices, even if you turn off your power of the device itself, but you leave the switch on, it will continue to draw a little bit of power for so standby. The red light on my TV, that's yes, where the power is yeah, going. It's still going to. So, <sighs> right. so which is why they actually advise for you to switch off the power switch itself. Ah. Yeah. The mains. <sighs> okay. oh, that's interesting. But then I, I can't just slide yeah. over and turn on the fan. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this is quite difficult in this new age when we have uh, a lot of smart devices. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that. Because yeah. so, yeah. I asked Google to turn on everything. 24-7, etc. Wait, then should we go smart or not? <laughs> no, so there's actually an alternative where you plug a device right that goes in between your plug and the outlet. So that thing is smart. It can turn off and turn off for you. Yeah. No, but that thing is on. Same. <laughs> but it, plus connection mm. to the internet. Well, so we it, it is more problems. <laughs> I also have that one. Yeah. yeah. So well, now that we are less power than the, the main device itself. So oh. that's true. Right. See. So. So yeah. So now that we are in like the third quarter of 2022, right? I was reminded of this article that I saw quite a few months back. But it basically talks about SP Group's electricity tariffs to go up by 8.1 percent in the third quarter, which is now. Yeah, so on 30th June, they actually announced this and they said that the increase is mainly due to higher energy costs driven by rising global gas and oil prices exacerbated by the conflict in Ukraine. Yeah, so excluding GST, the tariffs were increased from 27.94 cents to 30.14 cents per kilowatt hour. So, firstly, what are electricity <laughs> I tariffs? I in kilowatts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As in, why do they call it tariffs? Like, why is it not just like electricity price? Okay. So the actually, question, isn't, yes. is, it, is tariff a tax? Yeah, I always thought no. it was tax. Tariff is a uh, price that is regulated by uh, EMA. It's set by the SP services, but EMA actually regulates to make sure that it's priced cor- accurately for mm, consumers. Fairly mm. la, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. It's different from import yes. tariffs, which is where so, the tax comes from. Yeah. So, so basically, uh, our tariffs are something that reflects sort of the longer term price that we expect uh, are required to provide energy for consumers. It actually covers two main parts, uh, the non-fuel as well as the fuel portion. And what you see driving the change in uh, prices today is mainly on the fuel side. So that's the energy component. And you will see it's actually not only a Singapore thing, it's actually a global thing. Since the end of last year, we noticed that prices have been going up, energy prices uh, across the globe uh, because of supply constraints as well as uh, increasing in demand after the pandemic. Mm, So this is actually driving up prices. uh, And this is not helped, of course, by the Russia-Ukraine conflict. which But we, we don't get resource from there, right? We get our natural gas, for example, from Indonesia, right? I think. Yes. So our energy prices, uh, we don't get from some of these sources. However, uh, energy is a global market. So actually, if you know oil, for example, is widely traded around the world. You can buy, uh, you can buy at different prices in the press in the UK for Brent and so on and so forth. Uh, so these are global markets. And because our, our gas contracts in Singapore are actually tied to such prices, you will actually see right. our price movements go up and down, even though we don't actually procure uh, yeah. fuel from these uh-huh. countries plus like someone like because sources from these countries are, are like like lower then people are also getting it from our sources also so that's probably like increasing the, the price of everything la. yes so, so yeah. actually Sorry. because I don't know right because I like, I genuinely don't know how much my house pays for electricity so for those of you who are paying uh, is it actually yeah. like a significant difference now actually my my, my electricity bill has been going down but oh. I think it's because I've been conscious of it and so like sometimes I'll be like okay la, let's turn on fan so like actually this month but it's still a stupid amount of money lah 
So I pay about maybe 215 bucks. What? 200, 200. Okay, that was very specific because I stay just big house. Ah. You stay so big house. Sorry? Really. You stay big house. A ah. private house. N- no, I've like maybe a three bedroom. Is your aircon like on all the time? Right, right. right. Oh. And also, I have a very bad habit. I leave my heater on. Like the heater? I, right. I need a heater and then I leave that switch on like 24 7. Wait, so you on aircon and you on heater? No, 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 water like heater. water heater. Oh. So I always have a baby heavy of not turning it off because it's outside my room. Does it make a lot of difference? Like what appliances, what household appliances cost the most electricity? Aircon. Yeah. In Singapore, usually air conditioning takes the biggest bulk. Uh, and then the fridge is what, in terms of individual devices, fridge, the fridge uh. takes a lot. Fridge constantly on, constantly yeah. cold. Yeah, yeah, exactly what I thought it would be efficient. Mm. <laughs> also like things like- Better um, which fridge you buy. La. True, like true. Dish, dishwasher machine or like dryers or so, I think yes. like apparently use a lot of energy. So so what is your aircon culture like at home? I genuinely want to know. Actually, usually <laughs> if the weather is not too hot, I don't use aircon. I use fan. Mm. Yeah. So only recently the weather's a bit hotter, so I've been uh, using aircon at night. So sometimes you just sleep through the night without aircon also. Yes. Yeah, oh. with the fan. Yeah. Actually, can one. I feel like there's this temperature hump that if you get over, right? Actually, the <laughs> night very cold. Eh. Twenty like, degrees. Don't need, yeah, don't need yeah, aircon. Yeah. Right? yeah. Like the two AM, two AM. Okay, the problem is that I need to have the blanket cover me. Mm. If not, I cannot sleep. No, you gotta use the one foot. So technique. you need. Then I heard that it's self-regulate. Ah. I doesn't. <laughs> it does so okay so the theory is that right if you put your half your body under blanket and the other half exposed your body will self-regulate the coolness and the warmth yeah but i know my body's too efficient no but then goes to touch my your left leg. side perspire huh goes to touch your leg <laughs> yeah they will pull your leg right? yeah Correct. that's why i cannot you know, i must tuck it under my feet <laughs> you know they will pull your leg yeah <laughs> but it's only the leg Knees vanity. Well, if not for aircon, you die. What is your electricity bill? Is the question. Uh, mm. Actually, I pay less than hundred a month. No wow. way. I also, I also. So kind of like transitioning hey. <laughs> back to our main topic of the day, right? There's actually an article that I saw. That someone was asking, does Singapore have one of the highest electricity prices in the world? So they were actually comparing to quite a few like stats from neighboring countries, and we are like quite up there. Yeah, I so would think so. Are we? This is a myth. It's a myth. Busted. Okay. Yeah. So Wait, I think he has to bust it first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, lions, yeah. yeah. So so I think electricity prices uh, in Singapore are, are not cheap. I think that's for sure. Like. I think mm. everybody can accept that. Uh, but we are not among the most expensive in the world as well. So I think EMA does a regular benchmarking benchmarking to see how do we stand against similar cities. Oh, that's what you do. Somebody else in the company does it, but oh, okay, not okay. His you oversee, not oversee. His <laughs> yeah, but uh, so we are kind of like in the middle of the pack against uh, comparative countries. Uh, so a lot of times, uh, some of the European countries uh, actually pay a lot more, and so uh, a lot of the Asian cities we find uh, will pay a bit less. That's for uh, quite a wide range of reasons. Uh. so for example, in Europe, there's a lot of taxes. There's a lot of uh, they actually impose uh, additional tariffs to pay for so the climate change efforts, etc. So that actually raises mm. the price. Oh. For some of your Asian cities, for example, then they actually subsidize the electricity tariffs. They that actually lowers the prices. Uh, right. In some countries, uh, they actually have their own resources as well, and then they they sell it cheaply to their own uh, electricity providers, and that helps to actually de- depress the price as well. Yeah. Okay. Singapore does not generate any of its own electricity. We, we generate do. all of our electricity. Yeah. yeah. Huh? We generate all of our electricity, but the fuel that they run on is natural gas, of which we actually import from the rest of the world. Actually, 95% of electricity comes from natural gas. In Singapore? In Singapore. Because it's cleaner. Mm. Right. I remember when I was young, my, my mind was like blown when I realized electricity was just like, like all this fuel that we are trying to get from bloody dinosaur, from gas, all that, right? 
we're just trying to boil water so that the steam can turn the turbine. Like that's all we are doing. Like all these fuels that we are looking at, right? We are all we are trying to do is boil water. Eh. Isn't that ridiculous? Wait, sorry. So how okay, does natural gas generate electricity? It's flammable, so we can boil water. So that so it can we turn burn the, the gas and then the, the gas makes steam. Then the steam turn the turbine. Turn the fan. And that's the generator. Then it turn the AC generator. Isn't that ridiculous? That's f***ing ridiculous. Wait, correct or not? see oversimplifying. Buzz, buzz. All the buzz is about liking, sharing, and subscribing to our channel to support us. Thank you very much. We support you and you support us. Have the energy to press it. La. <laughs> Back to the episode. He's 50 per 50% <laughs> right. Wow, that's a lot wrong. <laughs> I believe but that 100%. Pass. Yeah. Pass. So what is the truth? Yeah. So we have uh, what we call combined cycle gas turbine. So there's uh, the gas part and Losing then the steam part. Sorry, this is okay. technical. Okay. okay. So no, no, the, no, try, try, try. The gas part basically is the same as your car engine. But your car doesn't have steam inside the engine, right? Yeah. What it does is when you burn the fuel, it heats up the air and the air runs the turbine. So this is the gas turbine. Uh. Then the red remnant heat from the gas turbine goes towards boiling water. And right. then the water runs the steam. This is a steam. That's the oh, boiling water. He missed right. the first. So actually, got two levels. Yes. So yeah. it's it's a lot more no. efficient. Yes. So, so that that's half right. I only told half the story. <laughs> the back yeah, half. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> So actually, it's not wasteful because there's the excess heat right that is being used to generate again. Yeah. Fantastic. So what one? I don't know how big this turbine is. Uh, it's huge. But how many are there? Like, is it one powers like one quarter of Singapore or some shit? Or each right? Because we only got two power stations, right? We have about six or seven big <laughs> power stations in the whole of Singapore. No, no, it's in two uh, places, lah, right? No way. We got six places, eh? He trying yeah, to be six. correct, right? Six. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's most of our generation is in the west, in the Jurong Island Tuas area, and right, then there's yeah. one uh, additional power station in the north. Uh, around the uh, Sonoko area. So in total, actually most of the electricity in Singapore is generated by about 20 or so turbines. So you can imagine mm. the entire Singapore runs on 20 of these turbines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have so you seen a turbine in real life? I've seen a box and oh. the turbine is inside. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh. Okay. Yeah. Because these are plants are uh, highly tuned, highly efficient. So they actually box it up such that it is not affected by the external conditions. Yeah, right. Yeah. So but not all 20 are running. La. It's like some are backup, huh? la, correct? Yes. So not oh. all of them are running at all time. Oh. You guys got right and John today. No, I remember seeing another documentary where where the turbine was, was super huge, right? And then that guy was trying to talk about mechanical precision, about how these things, how efficient these things are. And he just used his hand and he pushed it and and That's he can so make the turn with his hand. So yeah. Light. Then you, you imagine with like boiling steam. Yeah. That thing is probably spinning like crazy. But okay, I digress. Uh. I was very nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're interested in. But yeah, so I think like with like Singapore's energy transition and all that, right? I think a very big debate has arisen in specifically regarding to price, which we which we have talked about, right? Why is this like? There's this term that they're throwing around, which is the energy trilemma. What is it, and like how are we going about it in Singapore? Okay, so I'm sure you've heard of the term dilemma. Mm. Dilemma usually is you need to choose between two things, right? Yeah. So Di- yeah. yeah. Yes. So trilemma is. Uh, amazing is choosing between three things. Yeah. yeah. So, so. Uh, really Can you slow down? So what are the three things? <laughs> <laughs> good, good. But you're following. Nice. The three things basically is uh, energy security, energy affordability, as well as energy uh, sustainability. So environmental sustainability. Security. Uh. Yeah. So if I can elaborate a bit on the trilemma, right, based on my notes, if I have here. So security is basically can we access enough energy when 
whenever we need it, when and where we need it. So right. like changes in supply will not affect us. So uh, the issue with uh, policy making in the energy side is basically because of this trilemma, you can sometimes have one. Uh, good, you have two, but you cannot have all three. Yeah. Like, that's why it's a trilemma. Mm, right. uh, the example that I usually give is, uh, if you know this meme about uh, the, what's the best phases of your life. So when you're young, you have a lot of energy, you have a lot of time, but uh, you have no money. Uh, right? And then when you're middle age, you have uh, money, you have energy now, but you have no time. And then when you're old, you have a lot of money, you have a lot of time, but no, no energy. more energy to spend it, right? So this is what I call a trial. <laughs> so at how old is Singapore now? <laughs> <laughs> Where we at? IQ, yeah. IQ quiz. Yeah. So a lot of times uh, when making decisions uh, in terms of what we want to do in Singapore, we have to choose between all these things. I uh, have to weigh the trade-offs. And it's constantly changing. Yes. So okay. for example, I think the easiest example is you see solar. Right? Everybody says, why does Singapore just run on full solar, etc. So solar has... Uh, it's coming, the prices are coming down, so actually it's getting more and more affordable. And it's secure in the sense that actually it's produced locally in Singapore, so we don't have to rely on imports, etc. And it's environmentally sustainable. Okay, but there are some uh, issues with solar as well. For example, the sun is not generating, not, uh, not shining at all times, right? Mm. Cloudy day. Yes, exactly. So during those times, then, eh, no more energy. So if you're uh, imagine 100% solar, then go on rain cloud, that's it. Uh. Wait, the energy like, cannot store one. Eh. I thought it's like they can keep them used while there's no sun. Electricity can be stored, but it's very uh, inefficient. And it's very expensive. Oh. Yeah. So, so usually the system is quite delicate as an electric uh, electric system. You actually have to balance the supply and demand at all times. That's uh, that's the ideal situation. Uh. And when it goes off balance, it can actually harm a lot of the machines. So your uh, down the road, actually, we have a micron. Uh, it's a semiconductor, right? And semiconductor is actually a very precise uh, kind of a manufacturing process. And if the electricity voltage actually goes off you actually uh, destroy the entire batch and they have to restart from scratch again. Right, right, right. So some of these industries actually rely on the high level of uh, reliability and quality of energy that Singapore provides for them. Uh. Right. And I think, like you mentioned just now, right, like the expensiveness of it. If alternative energy is so expensive, right, why are we still moving towards that? Because then it's our triangle completely not bad. Always consistently not balanced. Ba. Yeah. The truth is that... Uh, uh, Climate change, I think we all know it's actually something that affects all of us. And it affects Singapore exponentially because we are a small, low-lying island. Uh, so you talk about like rising sea levels. You know, all your pretty condos and uh, houses in Sentosa may not be around anymore if our water levels rise. So Equality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so because of that, actually, uh, there's already a global effort for us to uh, address climate change and Singapore has to play our part as well. Right? So we want to actually move towards cleaner, uh, energy sources that will help continue to meet, uh, will continue to provide uh, affordable energy for consumers and also have it at the same level of reliability that everybody in Singapore is quite used to. Uh. Mm, right. uh, in other countries, sometimes you don't know when you have uh, energy, uh, but in Singapore, you know, you turn on the switch and you expect electricity to be there all the time. Yeah. So that's, that's the star target that we are working towards. Uh. How far away are we uh, from like net zero? If you do know the answer to that, sorry. We are quite far away. Okay. <laughs> so today, I I, told, I mentioned earlier that uh, 95% of our electricity comes from uh, natural, natural, natural gas. gas. And natural gas, although it's the cleanest fossil fuel compared to say coal or oil, it's still a fossil fuel. So it still produces emissions. So we need to slowly phase away from, uh, from natural gas or be able to somehow capture the carbon that comes from burning this natural gas. Right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Today, we have maybe a couple of percent of our total fuel mix comes from solar, which is kind of the low, uh, the only low carbon kind of option that we really have in Singapore. Yeah. Yep. 
is it very difficult to get there like to get to zero like what are some like intricacies or challenges that we don't really understand or see it's it's difficult and especially difficult for singapore so uh, for many countries they have a uh, a lot of renewable resources so for example uh, some countries will have a lot of hydropower they have uh, like big dams and everything mm. that they can produce electricity they have a lot of uh, solar space for solar panels they have a lot of uh, space and high wind speeds for wind as well a lot of this is not available in singapore we don't have big rivers we don't mm. have uh, high wind speeds so solar is probably our only viable renewable energy but one thing that uh, solar needs is space right one solar panel can only produce so much uh, energy so and we, uh, estimated by one of the uh, series which is a research institute in the nus focusing on solar estimates that even if you uh, maximize the total potential for solar in Singapore, you can only produce less than 10% of our total energy mix uh, oh. by 2050. Right, right. So that leaves another 90% that we need to solve somehow. When they talk about like, so when they maximize the potential means like on every single building rooftop, on every single available space. Is Pretty it? much. Can we build an indoor solar farm? So imagine, right, like if I have a room that is like, <laughs> like imagine like a cube, right, just one side is like open. So inside is fully plated with solar panels and then I have a massive mirror that just like reflects the sunlight in. Does that work? I don't know. But why? Because <laughs> so if I have, even if I plate everywhere with solar panels, not enough, ma. So then to solve it, can I just like produce like indoor like solar farms? So what farms? you do right is that the roof has solar pointing up, but then under the roof also has solar and then the mirrors are bouncing uh, up uh, and down. Uh, uh, and so uh. then it's actually just solar everywhere with yeah, the yeah, mirrors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that how it works? Okay, idea. <laughs> Someone figured what it out. What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> as far as I know, solar earth. panels don't reflect the, the, the light, don't, don't reflect the energy. They're not supposed mm, yeah, to so like, so they are, then they're so not. So they so build a mirror around yeah. each of it so that it can reflect and then the, the it can. No, but where the mirror is can be the solar panel, then they'll be the most efficient, right? It's, it's not an entire mirror, so like maybe um, 90% solar, then 10% mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's drawing the schematics in his head. Wait, okay. Does the intensity of the sun make a difference on how much power it can be created with the solar panels? It does, uh, in terms of. So, yeah. uh, yeah. a giant magnifying okay, glass. Okay, your turn, yes. your turn. Giant magnifying glass. <laughs> then we're all burning there. Yeah. <laughs> one time, go one, not onto you, onto the panel. Okay, so if solar is clearly not enough, right, then what else is like Singapore doing to transition our energy? So in 2019, we introduced what we call the energy story. Uh, and we actually laid out four switches uh, that will actually help towards uh, decarbonizing uh, the power Pan sector. Guys. It's such a Singapore thing. Uh. Switches. switches. Yeah. Nice. No, no, we totally did not follow uh, PUB on this. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. They, they only got taps to work with. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the first switch is natural gas, which we talked about earlier. Mm. Uh, and so what we need to do now is actually to continue to uh, increase the efficiency on that part, help maximize uh, uh, the amount of energy you can extract from this. Uh. And we understand that uh, the transition will not be something that will be quick and easy. So it will take many, many decades. Uh, and actually, we will continue to have to rely on natural gas for the foreseeable future. Right. right. The second switch is uh, solar. I think we talked about it quite a bit. Uh, but again, we mentioned that actually that could only probably do about 10% or so. So we need to solve the next bit. Uh, the third switch actually is what we call electricity uh, regional power grids. Right? Actually bringing electricity from not just within Singapore, but actually from uh, around the region. Mm. And that is uh, useful because actually, although Singapore itself is quite... Uh, uh, we have very limited resources in terms of renewable energy. Actually, we exist in a region that has quite ample uh, resources. Right? Yeah. So you... Uh, Indochina has ample hydropower. 
Uh, many right. of our neighboring countries like Indonesia, Malaysia have uh, a lot of solar uh, and hydropower potential as well as wind. Yeah, so we so import energy from yes. them. Okay. Is a, that's an option. Is it true that this energy comes to us by under like under the sea we have like cables? Yeah, so likely coming through subsea cables. How do they build cables. that? So they build it first, then they drop it. La. Yes. Yeah. So they'll what, be. What do you mean, Denise? <laughs> no, how to drink? How to. Like, where all the water go? You know what I mean? Have you no, been on the, the sea? sea? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know how vast is it? And then, like, how. Yeah, do yeah how do they yeah. cable yeah. under yeah. the. No, sea? but the cable is that big. The cable is like this big, I think. The sheer <laughs> scale of this. How does it on top. No, because I was I was reading also that there were, there were some stories about like maybe Singapore potentially buying like like energy yeah. like from how? Australia, right? Yeah, I think Australia. we already started if I'm not wrong. How does it work? Like like so wouldn't the when energy you, when you click then the electricity of Indonesia yeah. it already moved lah. No, because we always we always <laughs> learn about energy loss, right? The longer the wire, the more energy will like uh, disappear yeah, 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 out. Yeah. Oh, which is why it's under the sea lah, because it's cold. I'm guessing. Wait, what has cold got I do? Lost so, you know <laughs> when you, have long, to do when you have long wires, then yeah. energy when it's transporting might you do, might lose it in heat ah. along the way. But you ah. lose it faster in water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So no, but it cannot be in the sky, wah. There's an expert here, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are you keeping silence, sir? Is it really just a wind farm and then cable? <laughs> this conversation is too stupid for him. Yeah. 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 It's a solar farm first and foremost. Okay. Uh, so just to clarify, uh, we are start, we have started to import electricity, uh, but we're actually importing it from Laos. Okay. Uh, via Thailand. via Thailand and Malaysia. Okay. So actually, our grid connect, our networks are connected uh, via cables already. So we are actually going through uh, Thailand's grid as well as Malaysia's grid to get the electricity over to Singapore. By grid, uh, we mean like the pylons. Uh, yes. The what? The pylons. What is that? The, the, <laughs> the tower of wires. Oh. Oh. Don't see that in Singapore because all our electricity oh, are underground. You there's see, no really pylons in Singapore. Yeah, it, it's, it's, a, oh. it's a tourist attraction for us. We go like, oh my god, look at that. <laughs> yeah, okay, because okay, I'm Malaysian one. and I'm like, this is very surprising. We go there, it's like an Eiffel Tower. Then we, yeah. No, but how do they dig under the sea? That's the real question. They are just laying so it. Yeah. So <laughs> they're just laying. They like, just lay the cable. So you no one is burying There is no tunnel. It's not like a tunnel, then the cables are running through the tunnel. No, no, no. no, no. So it's just lying. Oh. They just drop it. The cable is already oh. very well insulated. insulated and then oh. I thought it's like an underwater pirates? Are there electricity pirates? They go and try to like break into the cables, tap into Bro, it. Bro, you get so electrocuted in the entire sea bath. But maybe these people maybe high tech or what? Is that a concern? <laughs> no, is that a legitimate concern? There was a Singapore ship, right? I'm they not went sure to about hook yeah. some cable. They were fishing, <laughs> or like like their their net or their anchor kena then hook then break one. <laughs> then one part of the world no internet. Oh yes, <laughs> I'm not sure about uh, electricity pirates, but then. Uh, there is a it's a real risk that uh, you know anchors such as straight anchors from ships can actually damage the, mm, uh, right. the connection. And as you mentioned, I mean down under sea is probably very difficult to reach. So that's a particular risk for electricity imports because if you actually damage the uh, the cable, actually it could take quite. A, compared to Singapore, you know you can just uh, dig up the road and then quickly fix it. Maybe take a few days to get back the power at most. Uh, it will actually could potentially take months for you to fix. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just find. finding where the problem yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Already, yeah. Oh so. god, is one person underwater following <laughs> 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 until you reach the there. So the yeah, third the switch is the regional power grid. What is the fourth switch? Yeah. So the last switch is what we call low carbon alternatives. It's a broad bundle of uh, different options. Uh. Right, right. And basically, right. is uh, we're looking at some of these uh, technologies that 
are still quite nascent today, uh, but potentially can actually uh, new hamster new, hamster like, wheel. <laughs> not so much hamsters. I think that was a bit hard to uh, harness. But uh, one of the things that we're looking at today is hydrogen. <laughs> mm. uh, hydrogen is something that uh, is growing some, getting global momentum. Uh, many countries like Japan are interested in this, uh, and so that's possibly something that we want to uh, potentially is, tap on. Is hydrogen renewable? It's in Hy- abundance, but is it? Hydrogen usually has to you have to do some uh, chemical processes to extract it. Uh, it's uh, around, but actually it's quite difficult to right. We're actually it from water. From, Split water. So usually for, yes, uh, mm. and us- then you depending on how you power the the technology that uses it, it could be uh, deemed as renewable. La. So if you right. if you produce it from say solar power etc to run the process, then it's called green hydrogen, which are the clean ones. Mm. Yeah. Right. From water is it's so crazy because you split it, you get hydrogen, right? The waste product oxygen. It's like, huh? It's great. Then, yeah. <laughs> what are we trying to fight here? Rising sea levels. <laughs> Take away the sea. <laughs> Dry that shit up. Wow. We solve climate change. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. you should write this down. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and plus our solar panel farm just now. The indoor. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be back to my some of my technical colleagues and let yeah, them explore. Yeah, yeah. Can, can you let us know? You call us anytime. Don't worry, guys. Yeah. Climate change. Months from now, we see a giant magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> in the sky. <laughs> So like we talked about like low carbon alternatives, right? But just now you mentioned also when it comes to natural gas, right, we can like find out ways to like reutilize the carbon that is actually coming out of that, right? Like can you tell me about a bit about that? Okay. So uh globally there's a technology uh okay, a group of technologies called carbon capture, uh where they then try to extract the carbon after you have uh you have either burned the fuel. And then the carbon is supposed to be floating out from the gas pipe. This is the, the carbon the emission. Yeah. Okay. So you try to capture the carbon, or sometimes they actually cap, uh, try to extract it from the fuel itself before you burn it. Uh, so it becomes right. uh, natural gas without the carbon. Uh, so there are different technologies. I, I'm not an uh, engineer, so I can't really talk about some of these things. Uh, but that's something that is uh, being explored around some of these countries. And that can, uh, if proven viable, can actually allow us to continue to use some of the fossil fuels that we are having. Uh. Uh, right. The problem again is that uh, the efficiencies are not as high right. and it's very costly today still. Is, uh, is this a Singapore-based thing? Like, Are we at the forefront of exploring this? It's not deemed as a more viable option for the power sector today. Yep. Uh, but for some of our industries, so Jurong Island is actually actively... Uh, uh, some of the companies that are actually actively looking at this technology right, right, to right. see how they can decarbonize the industrial uh, plants like the petrochems, etc. Mm. Yeah, so that's a, a possible option for Singapore. There are a few other countries who are quite keen on this, US being one, uh, who are actually actively exploring and putting R&D into some of these technologies. Uh. What are some like other trade-offs that there are like when it comes to transitioning our energy? Uh, so other than we talk about the price and the cost, etc. Uh, security, I think we talked about uh, whether they can, we can bring it reliably. Uh, actually, we need, to do, we need to make sure that the supply chain is sufficiently robust. So you imagine uh, the oil markets today, actually you can buy from many different countries and get it all over the, shipped all over the world. And the natural gas market is going something similar as well. But imagine if we have a hydrogen market in the future, can we have enough people buying and selling right. such that we can uh, get it? You know, like uh, if Malaysia don't sell chicken, we can go and buy it in Indonesia, lah, right? Is this possible for hydrogen? It's not clear. Right. Mm. Yeah. But now that we need to wow. be importing energy, right? As in, is it like, is the energy we're importing, is it extra or is it that we're not enough? We huh? are <laughs> why are we ele- why are we importing? So we want to replace gradually replace natural gas, but we're also growing. So actually uh electricity demand in Singapore uh grows as the economy grows and as our population grows. Uh, mm. Right. So actually Singapore continues to require more and more energy. And this is actually heightened by the fact that if you we talk about uh electric vehicles, right? So electric vehicles imagine is 
they move away from oil to electricity. So maybe in Singapore as a whole, we require less energy in terms in all its forms because we don't require less oil, but we actually require even more electricity. Mm. So that's actually another uh, thing that is actually creating additional uh, needs on the power system. Right, mm. right, right. So we need to actually continue to produce more electricity to meet some of these needs. But so now if any one of these countries should they decide like, we don't want to sell you all the electricity anymore, does that, like, are we at risk? We 60 days to figure it out. <laughs> That's a lot of time actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. For our natural gas, uh, back in 2013, we actually uh, built our first LNG terminal. Uh, LNG being liquefied natural gas. Yeah. So that's the difference between pipe natural gas, which we get for immediate mm. neighbors, and liquefied is that they can come in ships because uh. they are liquid in liquid form, and that allow, actually allows us to import electricity, uh, import natural gas LNG from all around the world. So we actually get from uh, many right. different countries. So this allows us to actually quickly switch to right. a different uh, provider mm. if one country chooses not to uh, provide us with energy. Uh. Oh, of course, okay. uh, you negotiate price and everything, but uh, actually this gives us an alternative uh, option. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I never thought we have so many questions about electricity in Singapore. Yeah, no, I'm damn interested. Like, okay, this is so yeah, yeah. cool. So like you mentioned that- so many questions. Eh? Like eventually, hopefully, 10% um, can be from solar, right? But then that means 90% is from natural gas. And we are trying to phase that out slowly to be fully sustainable, right? Does that mean that eventually we get to a stage where 90% of our energy is all uh, imported? I think uh, we had announced back in, uh, I think it was 2021, that we would import uh, up to four gigawatts of uh, electricity. That, that number doesn't really cannot, mean cannot. much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but like Argas, so like my fridge or what is like how many kilowatts? So it's about, about 3035, uh, which is where we hope to get uh, this uh, four gigawatt in by. It should cover around 30% of our energy requirements. Okay. So okay. 10% solar. <laughs> she wants example. Yeah, bridge. I want an energy. Four million fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so I cannot tell you it. 30% <laughs> <laughs> of Singapore's energy consumption measure in fridge. Like, what the heck? That's how many ice cubes. Okay, but how many, how many aircon? <laughs> aircon okay. is the most, right? Okay, so, so 30% by 2025 yeah. will be imported. Yes. So that, that leaves uh, still another 50 to 60% that we need to produce uh, yeah. from alternative sources. Uh. Cool. So that's where our low carbon alternatives come in. Yeah. Wait, so this is your job to get us there <laughs> to that 30%? Or is it you already know in the bank already we are going to hit 30% by that? My work as what we talked about, uh, actually I try to help uh, project what will be the possible options we have in the future. And then uh, what are some of the things that we need to do to get us there? Of course, within EMA, we have a lot of colleagues working on different aspects in terms of uh, building, making sure that all these plants are actually built, right. making sure that uh, are we able to secure some of these uh, electricity imports uh, from other countries, uh, negotiating with different countries, and as well as uh, making sure that uh, everything that is running, uh, what you see is running mm. smoothly, 24-7. Uh, it's like yeah. an executive futurist. Yeah, very important man. Wait, so in yeah. your projections, yeah. right? <laughs> Like, like do you yeah. Yeah. We, him <laughs> we don't like this attitude uh. yeah. <laughs> Are we planning to be fully renewable by like say 2050 or what? So in, in uh, earlier this year actually uh, our future Prime Minister uh, DPM Lawrence Wong actually announced during the budget speech that we're working towards the whole of Singapore being net zero uh, mm. by or around mid-century yeah. so plus minus 2050 yeah. oh, right? mid-century yeah. yes. so, so the power sector actually contributes about 40% of our total emissions in Singapore and so for the whole nation to be uh, come net zero then clearly the power sector has to achieve this as well right. so actually we are working towards uh, this so 2050 plus minus is probably the timeline that we are working towards how old will you be by then? I will be... I won't tell you that. Yeah, he nearly passed away. 100, 126. <laughs> <laughs> still, around, still around. <laughs>
what I always kind of imagine in my head that like 2050 is just very far away from me like I don't think we're gonna hit there cause like climate change our earth just gonna explode right so like <laughs> okay. I'm wondering wow. like Optimist. why is it with Gen Z yeah, really? yeah. <laughs> because of the German manufacturing class burn a hole into the core <laughs> so 2050 sounds like a very long uh, time but in terms of the energy sector actually it's not a very long time because uh, a lot of the plants that we build uh, are around for 25 years or so. Oh. So a lot of the plants that actually we build today may be around in 2050, which is why we're actually already actively planning it today, even though it looks like something that is 20 years down the road. Uh. It's yeah. crazy. So to prevent yeah. our Earth from exploding by then, right, as like a tiny <laughs> Singaporean, like is there anything like that I can actually do? Okay. So Singapore, uh, admittedly actually the residential, the households actually don't contribute a big amount of our total oh, uh, good to know. energy consumption. <laughs> yeah. 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 Maybe yeah. uh, 15% or so, but every little bit helps. Oh. Uh, and so you actually, uh, of course, actually everybody can actually contribute towards uh, conserving energy. Uh. Mm. So some of the things that I do at home is I set my temperature, my aircon temperature to 26 or 37 degrees. What? Huh? No way. Then you I thought it was 25. <laughs> 25 is pretty reasonable. That's how I pay less than $100 for my electricity bill. I see. Yeah. Oh, it makes that much difference. Uh. Above 25 degrees apparently makes quite a bit of difference. So can I do, okay, <laughs> can I do strategy? Uh? I do 20 <laughs> max fan for the first 10 minutes. Then after that, I switch it up to 27 for the remaining. Your aircon is just heating your room. It, <laughs> it does help. So you, it, it does, because you cool down your uh, your room sufficiently. Yeah, yeah. And then it will slowly warm up only. So uh, if you keep the aircon on, but then you maybe lower it, raise it to a high temperature, it will still... Uh, Keep the, keep the room probably cool enough for you to fall asleep and then mm. once you're asleep actually you don't really know you don't really care what's happening yeah actually all the Done all deal. the aircon got timer feature and yeah, yeah, yeah. never use any if we don't transition our mm. energy right like what is our runway to like natural gas running out <laughs> like you know the yeah yeah it's a good question <laughs> the truth is we don't know uh, how the market is going to develop uh, over the years so in terms of actual natural gas most research says that actually there's ample resources in the world for many more decades to come. Mm. The question is whether do we decades want to only, uh. do we want to take it out from the ground or do we want to leave it there, la, right? Mm. Because of the climate change emissions. Because of the carbon. Yeah. Right. And what we will see is that uh, as more countries move away from natural gas, it's a demand and supply issue, right? So less people are buying, it becomes more costly to fund projects to extract mm. natural yeah. right, gas right, from right, right. Oh. It becomes more expensive. Oh. Yeah. So there'll be a time when actually it just makes more economic sense for us to shift away. Uh. Right. Uh, but we're not quite there yet. Yeah. I have a very stupid question, okay. Okay. How do you extract the natural gas? Uh? Like someone out there dig, dig the floor, dig, 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 dig until they they literally gas like coming out. Like you dig at some point, like... <laughs> Wait, it's not crude oil and all that, man. It's not like... No, it's natural occurring It's a one. gas. Uh. It's in, in, it can uh, be in liquid form. It can be in liquid form, but usually it's gas. Uh, usually... Okay, again, I'm not an engineer, so yeah, I will yeah, yeah. talk what I know from what I hear from my friends. Uh. Mm, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. uh, but basically, in huh? oil, oil and gas wells, you can actually have both of them in the same cavern. Yeah. And then uh, when you dig it and you reach it, then you can extract the, and you actually literally just extract the, the oil or the gas. From but you, the must oil be able to, you must be able to, you know, like, like when you stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not, it's no, wasting. Yeah, it's like, wasting. Yeah, like if you yeah. pop the balloon, it just, yeah. So you must. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that not a valid question? No, okay, I got a stupider <laughs> one. So, right, natural gas is actually made out predominantly of methane, right? Which is also cow's fat, right? Okay. So, then uh, yeah. we have many cow. cows. Are yes. we using them effectively? 
probably difficult to extract cut something from the. So I put his mouth there. <laughs> no, all the cows just need to like wear a bag lah, you know what I mean? Like they like a like a it's, fart it's condom. A, it's a bit yeah. like a matrix ah. You the cows that you extract everything from the cows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we got uh, many what, good ideas. What else today? we want from yeah. cows? Yeah, really. Everything <laughs> <laughs> really. We drink the milk they produce for their children. <laughs> we make clothes and and accessories from the skin of their bags. Yeah. We eat their meat. Do you know I just now we something. want their fat also. So you know tennis rackets, right? They have many types: polyester, and then they have synthetic, and then they have this thing called natural gut, which Roger Federer used. Do you know it's called natural gut? Because it's from it's cow. Still alive. It's made from the intestines of a cow. Oh, which it's gut? Part? The fibers of a of a of a intestine of a cow. That's how they make the tennis no strings way. for Roger Federer. Man, it's from last time when they used to use wooden rackets. Wow, this has taken a massive detour. <laughs> Back to energy. No, so I, I think uh, the key thing we wanted people to uh, get from this was that uh, this is something that I think we need to do, as a, the importance of it. Uh, and that to understand that actually uh, there are some trade-offs that probably need to happen uh, and that we need to uh, be a bit clear-minded in some of the things that we need to do. Uh, so some of the trade-offs talk about, you know, security. The trilemma. Yeah. The most obvious one I, I think you all hinted was uh, affordability, uh, right? So the like, price will be potentially, uh, we have to become more expensive. We are, we are switching to more expensive sources. Mm. And we need to kind of weigh all these different trade-offs and try to balance and see what's the best right. outcome for Singapore. Trade-off. Your job, your job is so interesting. Yeah. Thanks. Does your, <laughs> does your parents understand what you do? <laughs> we don't talk your about mother it. proud of you. <laughs> I feel like, you know, like she don't know you're helping the country move forward, eh, you know what I'm saying? Such like your mom needs to job. know that, I feel. She show you she how electricity bill, then you... Yeah, she just... <laughs> like, <laughs> then he explained the trilemma. <laughs> <laughs> so a dilemma is... <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Mr. Law, for joining us. And once again, thank you to EMA for sponsoring today's episode. We hope you've got a clearer idea of what turned out to be actually a very interesting topic for yes, us. Very interesting. Yeah, electricity. Yeah, so like, share and subscribe and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye-bye. This episode was electric. Giant magnifying glass. <laughs> they were all burning, yeah. <laughs> one time, go one, not onto you, onto the panel. Uh, yeah. That's exactly what's being done, right? In Sulafa. Huh? Oh, yeah. Party time. Oh. Your idea is so late. <laughs> really, man? I don't see it. no giant magnifying glasses floating in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.